Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. When it comes to managing your finances as a business owner at a time of massive inflation and shrinking growth levels, things are certainly very challenging. But there are options out there for you. And my next guest is an expert in assessing and understanding the challenges facing hundreds, if not thousands of people around the country right now. I'm delighted to welcome to the programme Derek McDermott. He's the Managing Director of Bank of Ireland Finance. Good morning to you, Derek. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, Bobby. Thanks for having me on. Um, I wanted to ask you a few things about um, the primary challenges facing businesses. Let's maybe look at them. Um, Inflation has to be one. Um, Energy costs has to be another. Uh, Shortage of employees. It really is business generally, before we get into specific sectors, but business generally is very challenging at the moment. Yeah, and we're coming out of a you know, a, a pandemic, um, a difficult time for business. <clears throat> but the positive is there's been huge government supports. So, you know, the tax warehousing uh, and the o- other government supports mean that business is in reasonable nick considering what they've been through. Yeah. I mean, it's been a horrific time and businesses and lots of our clients are in reasonable shape. The challenge, I suppose, right now is, um, if you think about inflation, so inflation varies by sector, right? So so you could, you know, headline rates 9%, but depending on what you're selling, it could be 15 20 percent so yeah your working capital just goes kind of skewy ways depending on how you're structured so what credit you get up front versus what credit you give uh, um if you if you have a bit of growth on top of that so if you've got 15 or 20 percent uh, inflation in your product say in the food business plus a bit of growth all of a sudden your working capital is 30 35 percent more than you had this time last year yeah am i right in saying that as a crude rule that if you multiply by five so if inflation is up by 7%, um, that your working capital could be as much as five times that, like 35%. Yeah, I mean, look, so, some businesses are cash generative by nature. Most aren't, right? So if you think about extreme examples, so we finance business, say, in the meat processing industry. You get seven days credit when you when you buy cattle. Right. So, so then, then, obviously, you have to process the cattle. Then you've got to hang, hang the meat for 28 days. Then you've got to put it in, in wrappers, then you've got to put it on a, on a truck and bring it to a UK multiple. And then they pay you 45 days later. So that's like a two and a half month yeah. working capital. So if your product goes up, say, by 15% and your business grows by 10%, like that's 35% growth in your working capital, which is already fundamentally really, really hungry in the context of your yeah. seven-day credit. Yeah. Um, what often amazes me, and I've seen it so many times over the years, is profitable businesses running out of cash yeah. and that that's one of the things where they underestimate uh, the need for working capital and it, it's a, it's it's often a tragedy to see a really profitable business actually go bust because they just didn't get the cash flows right yeah and, and the flip side is it was one of those Belgian airlines that that lost money 48 47 out of 48 years in the trot but it obviously it lasted 49 <laughs> years so so profit is the obvious measure of a successful business, but cash flow is the blood that dis- defines whether it's going to be open tomorrow yeah. and the next day. Yeah. Let me talk to you about some some of the sectors you're involved in. If if we look at the, uh, I suppose, the car market, which yeah. has been very interesting, and we've looked at it here on this on this show, where you no longer have imports now coming from the UK because yeah. they're too dear. You've got the big shift to electrics, yeah. which is capital intensive because it's a higher upfront price. Yeah. What about people? How are people, or what are the trends are you seeing around how people are financing new cars? 
<clears throat> it obviously varies by person, right? So it's like some people are very comfortable off and some people are not, right? So some people just write checks. I mean, I think we have on average, so we, we have partnerships with 21 car brands and, and, and then some like commercial guys and some tractor guys. So, um, are these, these sort of PCP Yeah, we options. do PCP and HP, yeah. So, yeah. But, but in general, like even in, in, an, in, in a dealership where we have very high penetration, in other words, you know, the percentage of cars sold, you know, a high level are financed. That might still only be 30, 35%. So a lot of people uh, obviously have equity in their car they're trading in and, and, and they write a personal check for the difference. But on average, in, in our case, 35, 40% of cars that are purchased new are financed. Right. Uh, and you're right. And, and this is an interesting trend. Electric cars are more expensive, but what you're really doing is you're front-loading more of the lifetime cost of the car into the metal, yeah. and then less into the into the fuel over time. So that's actually a good trend for a car finance business, in in, in my case. Um, but the over, overall lifetime cost of the car is arguably cheaper in an electric environment. And the other thing, of course, is the direction of travel is is electrification. Of cars now, it's only fifteen percent of car sales right now. Still, it's come from a very low base. Yeah, it, it is. But if you think <clears> about, it, there's two point four million cars in Ireland, right? Yeah. There's a hundred thousand, hundred and five thousand new cars a year sold, right? So fifteen percent of that is about sixteen thousand cars this year. And we have an ambition to see our, you know, a national ambition to see our car fleet um, transition from fossil fuels to electric. But if you do the maths on that, even if every new car sold for the next ten years was electric. That's a million cars. It's 2.4 million cars in a row. So there's a long way to go. So th- there'll be a mix of different fuels for a, for a long, long time. And f- finally, can I ask you, would you be of the view then that the government should be providing every incentive necessary to make people uh, vote with their wallet and on the basis that it's, it's attractive to do so, to, to shift the dial? Because it's marginal for some people. So yeah. if, if, and I know people like taxi drivers are highly incentivized to yeah. move. So that is, I, I think, if the government abandoned supports in this area too early, we won't get that transition. Well, if you look at across Europe, the countries that have been really successful, like Norway and Holland and places like that, um, when they when they taper um, incentives, uh, take up does fall off. But in fairness to the government, and to be balanced about this, the motor industry is a, is a huge collector of taxation for the government. So yeah. if, you, if you think about VRT, VAT on new car, if you think about excise on on, on petrol and diesel, um, so yeah, incentives make a lot of sense, and I think that's the direction of travel, and it makes a lot of sense. But they got to balance the the books. Yeah. So. Well, listen, it's great to get your insights. Derek McDermott, Managing Director of the Bank of Ireland Finance. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll talk to you again soon. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.